top, 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 top of the morning to you. This is your girl, you know, Fabulous Frida. Always your host, it'll bring you the most of WDGS on your podcast station. I know it's been a few days, but listen to me. Sometimes it's good to be unpredictable with people. Sometimes, let me repeat that, it's good to be unpredictable with people. It's always sometimes good to not allow people to know everything you thinking, every move you making. And I know because so many times we feel that the enemy. And let me tell you, the enemy is real. I make no denying of that. The enemy is real. The enemy tracks and the enemy distracts. But this is the thing I want to say to you today because we know this to be true. That does not mean we have to always give credit to the enemy. That doesn't always mean we got to call the enemy's name. You know, have you ever been in that position where you've been on the telephone and somebody's excited about something or someone and they share with you their excitement? They tell you, let me just say, about a relationship. They get excited. You know, brothers get excited telling brothers about the new honeys that they meet. And females get excited when they got a man, you know, that's new or interested in them. But on the flip side, if you're the person that they're calling, have you ever found yourself exhausted with hearing people like a broke racket? Okay, we know you met this guy. And unless you ask somebody how things are going with that person, they don't need you to, to wait to ask. It's like they don't, I think they don't be consciously aware. They just infiltrate this person in the conversation every single time. And the reason I'm giving this example, because I'm sure people can relate. I'm sure I have done it. I have done it, especially when I was going through with my second marriage. It's like everybody I talked to, I had to bring it up. Oh, what he did, what he did do, how he made me feel and all this foolishness. But one day, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, just because you're going through, That don't mean everybody want to hear about your ex-husband. You got to bring his name up for everything with everybody. Because you know when you're going through these breakups as well as these connections with individuals, it's like they just sit there and they be in your thoughts and they be in your heart and they be in your mind. And all you want to talk about is either your joys and happiness or your sadness and madness and sometimes I'm just saying just because we want to discuss some things don't mean everybody want to listen to it and hear it hello I'm just saying it may come a time when you may need to tell yourself to stop talking about it I'm saying all that to say this so oftentimes throughout my journey in life I've heard people give credit to the devil I've heard people say the devil is always busy. I've heard people say new levels, new devils. And and it used to amaze me when I used to hear that phrase. Because I'm like sharing with people how the glory and goodness of God 
when the glory and goodness of God graduates you to another level, why do you want to hear somebody say new devils, new levels? What's that about? You don't need to tell people certain things and certain things we just don't need to hear. When you are mature, oh God, help me today. You get to a place that you don't even need to mention some things that you know to be true. It's all I'm saying. I used to tell my my children raising them, if you're in a relationship with somebody and if things are going bad, That's the most important thing you should never discuss with your family. Because when all said and done and it does settle, if you know you're not through with somebody, you know it's not completely over. Once you tell your family, ooh, let me tell you something. When the breakup becomes the makeup, your family will still be in their feelings, feeling some type of way. So I encourage them. Unless you're through, then don't share it. And if you happen and you know it, that's a good thing to share. But but don't over, don't overdo it with people. Listen to me, there are more ways for us to become bugaboos. Sometimes we can bug people when we call them too much. And sometimes, even when we call them every now and then, it depends upon what we're discussing. Sometimes you can bug people ears from hearing certain things. Now, the reason I'm saying all of this, because y'all know it's always a method to my message. Hello. There's always a method to my message. And the message is today, God is with you no matter where you go. Sometimes I sit back and I hear things and I wonder, do people either read the Bible Or do they believe what they believe? And if you believe what you believe, then why would you teach and talk contrary? Oh, God, help me today. I used to hear people say, the devil is always busy. Or don't the least little thing happen bad in people's lives, especially in this, in the denomination of, and and look, no no throw, stone throwing. I'm just speaking from my experience, especially the Pentecostal denomination. I've never seen people who get these traditions out of all the religions that become so adamant and they try to convince people they wail on the flow, they prophesize, they talk and they tell. And I don't know where they got these traditional teachings from. But that's when I heard so many things. that, And then they went abroad because I'm not denying that the anointing didn't rest upon their lives. Listen to me. But this is the thing. The anointing is not a denomination. The anointing will rest on anybody like that God chooses it to rest upon. The anointing can rest upon a person club, person in the club. The anointing can rest upon a, 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 a adulteress, a homemonger. The anointing can rest upon anybody that God chose to allow to give the gift. Oh, God, help me today. I hope somebody grabbed that. This is the thing where I be so scripture adamant. 
This is why I advocate what did God say? If we don't get ourselves tuned in to study this word and tune out a lot of this man-made talk, you'll find yourself being deceived by the very elect. These are people who are elected. These are people who have the anointing. These are the people who walk in gift and calling, but they will deceive you because they still serve the devil. And I say that because the Bible said we can only serve two masters. Wherever there's hate, then that means you serve the devil. Wherever there's envy, that means you're serving the devil. Wherever there's jealousy, that means you're serving the devil. Wherever there's lies, that means you're serving the devil. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. See, for so long, we've patty cake around people and people feelings that dictate how they feel they should execute the word of God. They want everybody to be inspired. They want everybody to be encouraged and motivated. And that's good because God does too. But God also wants us to walk in the liberated truth to know that there are times and seasons for reproof. That means correction. But you got a lot of people, they don't want to correct anybody. They rather see you keep walking down the road in the wrong way before they correct you and show you love in the right way. See, one thing about me, I don't mind correction. Because this is the thing about the truth. It has always been a meter to guide my life. And I know sometimes the truth don't sound good and it doesn't look good. But I'd rather for somebody to guide me in the right direction and keep me from wasting time in my life. Even when I dated, I used to feel things out. I had this little criteria, you know, when I meet face to face with a brother. Because I want to make sure before I waste my time and yours. See, our life is precious. And our time here is precious. And there should be nobody who misleads and misguide anybody in their precious times of life. And then tell me you love me. See, to me, that don't match and you can't make it make sense. But when I authentically and genuinely say that I love people, then I have a commission and a mandate in that love to at least be honest with you. You ever been in a relationship with a man or a woman and you caught them in the wrong and they still stood flat footed and told you that was me, baby. I'm just saying, how can people add insult to injury and say that you love me? See, if I'm caught, if you're caught in a wrong, oh God, help me today. And then somebody wants to tell you that's not them, but your eyes see it, your ears hear it, and you know this. Then the insult to injury is to say, not only are you going to lie to me to tell me what I don't know in my head and see with my eyes, but you're going to add insult to that injury because now you tapping you tapping into the territory of my intellect. So I guess I'm just supposed to have doo-doo-doo-doo-dum on the top of my head when I'm looking in your face and I know your face and you're going to stand there and still tell me that's not you. I had somebody 
somebody to say that to me last week. We was talking about a subject. This guy, he said, well, why didn't, why didn't this man, I was giving him some information about a situation. He said, well, why didn't this man deny that that was him? I said, are you serious? See, this is why I'm talking about you got to listen to the spirit of people. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're saying if a married man is caught in a visual act of intimacy or whatever that word was, Felitico or Felicio or whatever, you mean to tell me you think that that person should sit there and deny that that's them? And the person is looking right at their face, in their face. So their response was, yes, that's what most, most men do. Even when they call, they deny. If you're looking at them and say, that wasn't me. Let me tell you something. It's like a, 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 a an awakening immediately occurred. And I understand what most men may do. But it almost sounded like an advocate to committing to do what most men do. Because I'm still trying to wrap my mind. I was waiting for the punchline. You know that, yes, most men do this, but I, you know, I just think it's horrible. I think it's horrible. I mean, if a person going to tell me what other people they can do, tell me about what you, how you would handle this situation. But you know, they neither confirm or deny it. But the thing is, the introduction of that, and it's like some people, I don't, I wonder if they grab it, if they got it. Now back to the part that God is ever present. When I remember getting that scripture in my head, And I remember reading Psalms 139. And I remember these distinctive words out of reading Psalms 139. That not only was God with me wherever I go. It clearly states in there, it say, Lo, if you make your bed in hell, God is with you. Now, why am I saying this? Because I, I, I read a lot of stuff on Facebook and I, I have a lot of people to compare my ears in iron sharpening iron, Christian coaching, and, and as well as, you know, teaching Christian coaching. And some of the things that I hear people say, I wonder why did they make time to formulate them words to come out their mouth? Nobody should ever question the fact as a believer, and I need to add that disclaimer, as a believer in God Almighty, omnipresence, and the highest power. As a believer, if you're going to believe that God is ever present, if you're going to believe that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that we can ask or think, if you're going to believe in him with faith, with hope of evidence of things not seen, but hope for, if you're going to believe that he's ever present help in the time of trouble, if you're going to believe that he's your refuge and strength in the time of trouble, if you're going to believe that, oh God, help me today. Then stick with that. Don't I, I, something. It always used to cringe my spirit when I would hear people say "new devils, new levels." Why does that need to be pronounced or proclaimed? 
But how about God is ever present? How about just saying that to people? Listen, again, when you hear somebody giving credit so many times, so many times, so many times, so many times to a person, whether it be a boyfriend, a mama, a daddy, a sister, a brother, that's why I don't walk in the spirit of being puffed up. I don't need nobody to acknowledge my qualities every time I talk to them. And every time we interact, listen, sooner or later when people know who they are, that's not even something that's significant. Yeah, every now and then it's good to acknowledge people and give them their honor where honor is due. But I'm not nobody that every day somebody got to tell me, oh, well, you, you know, I feel you just a wonderful person. I feel you just this. I feel you. I don't need to hear that every day. Because unless I hear them same words come out your mouth concerning God, I'm going to think something wrong with that picture. Because when people allow people to do that, I immediately know that's a spirit. That's a spirit that is embracing vanity. Anytime people love to lap up and lick up every day. Somebody need to tell you how good you are. Oh, I appreciate, I appreciate. Oh my God, if you're not saying to God be the glory every day in every conversation. And I start listening to people and I said, well, wait a minute. They acknowledge this person. I'm going to tell you, I connected in a circle about eight years ago. And when um, my initial connection, at the end of this phone connection, listen to me, y'all got to grab this. I sat there and I listened to about 10 people and all those 10 people glorified this human being and not a one person that I heard this, this, this eight, nine years ago, not a one, I was waiting. I was waiting and I even got some old recordings because I was asking my own self, is anybody going to glorify God? So let me tell you what the Holy Spirit instructed me to do. Say, well, when you get the mic, that's what you do. That's where you start. Because I sat there for some months and months and months. And I was listening. Well, maybe a month or two. And and, and I was listening. And I said, okay, well, let me, I'm going to count how many people glorify God for That's what I start doing. See, because I'm going to tell you, that's why I say there's always a method to my ministry. God don't place me in positions just to be present. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. I'm always being on a mission and about my father's business. But that perplexed me because this circle and remedy of people was all professed believers of understanding the Bible. Oh, God help me today. But I yet didn't hear nobody glorifying God first. It was like almost like at a rehearsal. The first person I say who they gave thanks to a human individual. The next person will start out the same way. The next person will start. And I said, well, wow. All these people are weird. So, you know, I have, and then this is the thing, because see, sometimes people like to dispute what you say, so I had to grab me some evidence. Now, I'm not saying it happened every day, but I'm saying the days that I initially was, was hearing this, it, that's how it was. And I said, something wrong with this picture. Not because the people are saying it, but 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 the minute the administrator allowed it. And something to me was wrong with that picture. But, and I'm gonna tell you, initially, 
This is why I tell people I don't live off my feelings. Hello? Get this. I do not live off my feelings. Because around that time and me knowing my, my intimate relationship with God for years and years and years and years, I said, God, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, that's too much vanity. But the Holy Spirit mandated me to stay there and do my part. Speak my truths. But I'm going to tell you something. I fought the feeling. And had I had left, I would have never bond a connection to people to get to know me and me know them. That's why we can't be ruled by our feelings. Because through me maintaining and retaining a connection, I really met some beautiful spirits, some beautiful souls. You know, some wonderful, wonderful people. But initially, my feelings was like, this is just too much vanity. This is too much vanity. I've never heard in an hour setting of communicating with anybody, nobody give that much acknowledgement to one person and one or two people only acknowledge God. But see, this is the thing about life. When we understand our divine purpose, we know that we are in a place where God has positioned us for purpose. Sometimes it may be uncomfortable. Sometimes it may not feel good. Sometimes it may not even be good. It may not be good timing. But this is one thing that I am adamant about, Psalms 139, and I will never teach anybody different. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what I feel like, no matter what it is like, lo, God is always with you. Believe that. When people start coming up to you, because see, this is some of the stuff we allow to keep saying, and then it gets in the atmosphere, and it takes form in our natural lives. If you're around people that everything they got to say, that ain't nothing but the devil, ain't nothing but the devil, ain't nothing but the devil, ain't nothing but... And I'm thinking, but why can't they quote that scripture where God is always there? No matter what you're going through, God is always there. No matter what it looks like, God is ever present. And sometimes I hear people make phrases and I be thinking like, but where is that? First of all, it's not scriptural. And if we're going to teach people, let's teach them what God say. And God clearly says in Psalms 139, I'm always with you. I don't need to teach people nothing else outside of that. It don't matter what they feel like. I'm telling you, if you are born Bible believer, then the scripture clearly states, no matter where you are, even if you make your bed in hell, it don't say the devil is there. Hello. It say God is always with you. And this is what we need to pump and push in our children. That there's no problem, there's no situation, there's no circumstance, that God is not always with you. He know every hair on your head. Let's stick to the script. So you got so many people want to think that you on their level because they want to touch base with you in an emotional way and say all kind of stuff. This not scripture. 
And I get so vexed sometimes because if we're going to be pastors, preachers, teachers, apostles, and, and, and evangelists, let's just stick with the script. Never mind people getting to talk about what you feel. The Bible is not indicative to our feelings. And the word clearly says in Revelations, don't add to and don't take away. Everybody know what they feel like. I don't have to announce what you feel like or what I feel like to teach you the truth if that's my platform to do. So I'm going to tell you, you go against the grain for everything that's been said. And just remember this, no matter what, that God is always with you. He is ever present. Do you get that? He is omnipresence and every presence until infinity. And that means it never ends. That's eternal life. And you can't count how many times that God is not with you. And people, listen, I'm not saying that the devil is not real. I'm not saying that evil isn't always present. You check out my book, Deliver Us From All Evil. I talk about evil being present before Eve. Hello? Evil been in the world, but so is good. And God placed them both in the beginning. And that comes about our choices. And if you choose to say that the devil is always there instead of God is ever present, well, so be it. And trust me, the more you say it, the more it'll manifest in the atmosphere. That's why we have to be careful what we release out of our mouths in teaching and learning people and guiding people to the path of righteousness. The book of the Bible is not based upon our feelings. It's based upon biblical facts. And if we stick to the script, it wouldn't be such a great falling away, I believe. But you got some people teaching and preaching And and, and not to negate that warfare isn't real, evil is not real. But listen, the Bible says when the enemy was walking to and fro around Job's life. Listen, you got to grab this. He was walking to and fro. Listen to me. I want you to get this. That means he moved around. Then you got another scripture when Jesus was 40 day fasting in the wilderness. And after he finished talking to Satan, oh God, help me with this people to grab this. It said then Satan fled. He fled for a season. That means the devil ain't always in the mix, in other words. But God is always present. And one of the things that I learned from my childhood, and my grandmother, I give her credit for instilling in me the things she did. Because one of the things my grandmother used to want to make sure that we understood. Now, she didn't quote us Psalms 139. But she definitely said, no matter where you are, you can always talk to God. He's ever present. And this is what I encourage people. God is never not on the throne. And I would never insult my father or our father in heaven to speak to him in such a manner. To say that like he is because that's not the truth. 
I know the truth. And the truth tell me that he's ever present and he's omnipresent and he's with me no matter where I am. So if I say anything else come out my mouth, then I'm diminishing the authority and the position that God houses and holds. And I'm not going to teach that to nobody else. I'm just saying, hello, I'm talking about me now. Because no matter how I feel, no matter what I'm going through, I have never, ever, ever not understood that God was with me. And I want to say that to you. No matter how you feel, yes, you might feel, but bump your feelings. Let's stick with the facts. You may feel that way, but the fact is what you feeling is wrong. Because if you're a Bible believer, that means your feelings is wrong. Because our Bible say, if you're a Bible believer, that he's ever present. And this is one of my famous cliches, my famous quotes and cliches. Just because you feel a thing don't make you right. And that's one of those things that don't make you right. So, so yes, you got, you entitled to your feelings. But what you feel does not coincide with what the Bible teaches. So either your feelings wrong or the Bible wrong. Hello. I'm just saying. Because I've heard people say stuff like that. Well, I fear God abandoned me. I fear God aborted me. Well, your feelings wrong then because he didn't. Because he's ever present. So which one correct? Your feelings or the scripture? I keep trying to encourage people to understand. You got to watch when people talk about their feelings. Because if your feelings lead and guide your life, you'll find yourself in a path of unrighteousness. No matter what, remember what I'm saying. Look at Psalms 139 and know that God is ever present with you. Wherever you are, God is always there. And that's the way I told my children. Even if you in the club, God is there. I'm just saying. Wherever you are, you can talk to God because he's always there. And this is what we need to push and promote to people. Not what you feel. But what is real? Oh, God, help me today. And on that note, I'm going to put a pen in the podcast. And may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And remember, read Psalms 139. Meditate on it. I had to meditate on this thing. I had read this scripture before years and many years ago when I was young. But if something happened in a situation with one of my children and God woke me up from a dream and I had this fear upon me about something happening with him because he had relocated to another city where there was no no family. And I had heard that even the one friend he left and went with had came back to Georgia. And I saw him with danger around him. And as I woke up, you know, from a mother's perspective, you feel like you want to cry. You feel like you want. And God began to minister to me through the scripture as I awakened. And he said, what did I tell you in the word that wherever any of us are, I'm with them. So God instructed me to read Psalms 139. And every time I felt my child was in a place of danger and darkness and trouble, 
I want to pull up that scripture because God said, I'm the same God that was with you out there in the clubs. I'm the same God that was with you when you used to walk that little street in your little hometown at two and three in the morning, going home intoxicated. And you think because it was a liberty town, you couldn't go missing. I'm just saying, I'm that same God that was with you when you got in, jumped in the car with your girlfriends and guy friends and y'all traveled on the highways and byways and you didn't have a clue if you were going to come back safely. I'm the same God that was with you in your time of financial need and acting. You couldn't see your way out of no way, but I allow favor to follow you. I'm the same God that was with you in all your sins and all your faults and all your flaws, but yet you still alive to be able to get it right and make it right and keep it right. I'm the same God that no matter what, when trials and tribulations come and you fail the test, I give it to you again so that you can be triumphant. I'm the same God, my God, that is with you no matter what. And don't you ever teach anything otherwise. Because I've proven to you and shown you, no matter what situation, no matter what circumstance, no matter where you found yourself, from the time you was born and until now, I have manifested in many occasions that I'm with you. And so long as you have seen the revelatory interpretation that I'm with you, don't you teach anything otherwise. You let everybody know, no matter what you're going through, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the situation is, don't you dare insult our Father in heaven to say anything but God is tight. It hurts. I'm harmed. But I know you are with me. You say that. I know you are with me. You're the same God that's been with me before I was formed in my mother's womb and my mama met my daddy. We got to turn these words around, y'all. That things will be able to elevate in other levels in our lives. We can't keep listening to that all that old stuff that sound good because it feel like it feel good because it can relate to you. The Bible is not about relating to your flesh. Oh, God, help me today. That's a whole nother teaching, but I got to add this to the book. The Bible is not there as a relationship to your flesh. And I tell you why. Because the flesh and the spirit If you're a Bible believer, they're enemy to one another. That's why when people get to talking about their feelings, I know right then they coming straight from the flesh. Hello? Talk to me about what God say do. Not what you feel like. And that's why Afrida keep it 1,000 on her podcast. Because I'm going to tell you what God say. And I'm going to tell you how I conduct myself accordingly. And I know sometimes people don't understand why I say the things that I say on my podcast. But trust me, there's a method to the message. And it's a meaning to the message. I say some things because I'm putting a mirror in front of some people's faces and they need to make time and look at them. And unless they're willing to look at them and change, oh God help me today, I'm going to let them know that heaven may escape you from being your home. I ain't say it will because I'm not no God. I don't have no heaven or hell. But according to the Bible, 
See, that's what I'm saying. It's not a feeling thing. There are a prerequisite of a certain type of lifestyle that we must conduct our conduct and character based upon in order for, for the kingdom to be our home, I'm just saying. But at the end of the day, I don't know who God will forgive. That's why the Bible say we need to repent daily. And trust me, I do. I repent daily. And when you get the big head to think you so above humility. Some people, I've had to humble myself to my own children. And they my children. But I had to move in humility. Because let me tell y'all something. If people don't learn humility, it's the greatest strength you can occupy. See, when people still stuck on that hard knock, hard, rough road, what they call the school of hard knocks. You won't, you won't submit to humility. And humility will tell you even if you're not wrong, you can humble yourself. And you can become humble to reach. That's what Paul said. That's what he meant. When I got to become all things to all people, that means I got to be humble to everybody. And I humble myself and I apologize to my children about things. But let me tell you, it was far and in between because my children just coming into the fruition of the realization of a lot of things I was teaching them along the way. See, one of the things I took seriously is to diligently teach my children. And my going out, my coming in, my lying down, my rising up. Now, they grown and they on their own, but the foundation was there. And I made sure to plant it there. And they all walk in a belief of faith. I can tell you that beyond a shadow of a doubt. I don't have one single solitary child that does not exercise the walk of faith. And they don't just walk it because I talked it. They also can go back and refresh, refresh, revisit and remind themselves of things they see now in other relationships that mother didn't do. Mother didn't expose us to. Mother didn't let us see. So it wasn't just a talk game for me. I didn't just talk God to my children, but I guided them in a way with my conduct and my character. I didn't sit among them and do grown folks things that was illegal to do over little children. I'm just talking about me. And so when you look at your lifestyle, that to me has always determined the level of knowing how to love somebody. Because when you love somebody, the one most important thing you're going to want is no hurt, harm, or danger. And if you can protect your children. And sometimes I had to let go of relationships. I'm just saying. Sometimes it was places I just couldn't go anymore. And I got down to the place where if I can't take my children, I'm not going. I'm just saying. I came out the club. Sometimes when you want to execute love, in other words, you have to show it. And people would need to know that no matter what, just like God love, you are always there. And some people don't know how to love. And they weren't taught love. And this is the thing. Even though things we're not taught, if we're still breathing, we can make a good effort to do it, to learn That's what I mean. We learn everything else. We learn how to use these cell phones. I'm just saying. 
Learning love is easier than learning how to use a cell phone. Because all it takes is the humility and the willingness to change. And stop forgetting that what you used to do was so right. That you can sit in the judgment seat and judge other people's parenting skills. And I've always been vexed by people that if you ever criticize anybody's parenting skill, you need to be the perfect parent, I'm just saying. And last I check, if unless it's some perfect people, unless you are perfect people, you're not going to be a perfect parent. And nothing vexes my spirit more than a person who sits down and makes decisions based upon a person's parenting skill. If you can be a light to a child, if you can be a help to a person, that's what the Bible instructs us to do. And if your feelings tell you otherwise, you're going against the grain of God because that's operating from your flesh. And again, the Bible says that the flesh and the spirit are enemies to one another. That's why in this season I've been really, really quiet than most in my actual entire life. So <laughs> that ought to tell you something. Because I'm, I'm just still in awe about a lot of things my eyes are seeing. You know, I've heard people say they've been in, in the religious realm. And I know people been in the religious realm for years and years and years. And I wasn't a part of that circle. You know, I I just was kind of in my own little circle and I stayed in my circle. But the more I find myself interacting and engaging with those who have made those declarations and placed those positions in their lives and those declarations as Bible believers, I'm, I'm really surprised by the conduct and character of those individuals. Many of them did not execute love. And and many of them, I mean, to the ones even that showed them love, they didn't execute it to the ones who didn't, and they didn't execute it to the ones who did. And I'm like, wow. You know, it it, it amazed me sometimes. And then I have to go in what I call my wilderness journey. And that's how it is when Jesus went in the wilderness. I I got that, that that thing from that. And my pastor used to sometimes, he used to get upset by it because I would miss several Sundays from church. And, And I would tell him, I said, Pastor, I'm in my wilderness journey. Because there were some things at the time going wrong in the churches. And, and and when I was just going as a member, and it just didn't sit right. Now, I would always go to my leader. And I would share those things with my leader. And one time I shared with my pastor some things concerning Bible study. And it was targeted directly, you know, in teaching Bible study. And I said to the pastor, I said, well, pastor, I just think that Bible study is to help people learn the Bible. They should be engaging. They should ask questions. I mean, if you're going to get up there and preach Bible study, like you preach Sunday service, I mean, what's the purpose of us coming? Are you going to get up there and preach and expound in these elaborate words that supersedes many of those people educational level? I mean, what are they understanding? Now, in response, it what my pastor told me. He said, well, if you not satisfied with the way I do things, you can go where you feel you can grow and you be led where you can be fed. And my response, at first I started laughing and I said, pastor, because we're on the telephone. 
But it still showed me something about that spirit. And that's why I say you I've been watching spirits. I don't I don't listen. I don't I don't walk by my flesh. Because if I did, when I'm telling you, if I lived off my feelings, people have said things that hurt my feelings. They've dogged me out that hurt my feelings and they come right back and boomerang whenever they tell, come tell me. And like they throw it out their mouth before they can, it can get cold getting in their mouth. And, 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 and if I lived off my feelings of what people have said about me and to me, I promise you, I would probably talk to about three people in the whole world if my feelings dictated my life. So all I want to say to people today is get out of your feelings. Get out of them. Push past. If you need deliverance from always making decisions based upon how you feel somebody hurt your heart, you feel somebody hurt your heart, If you got a clean heart, it won't hurt it. I'm just saying, hello. Because it's going to be one or two things, the truth or the lie. And the truth should never hurt a clean heart. I'm just saying, hello. But that's a whole nother level of teaching in my my teaching of love. Because we get this thing so twisted. But when you get to that place to love God with all your heart, Love the Lord thy God with all your heart. It will change your life forever. Believe that. But when you still love the ego, the pride, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, you will be knocked off your center of emotions all the time. And it'll make you tell people you feel that God done aborted and abandoned you. Because that's what the flesh will do to you. But when you walk in the spirit and you really, really say you love God. And you really believe that God loves you. You would never tell anybody anything different except, baby, like the old people used to tell us. It's okay. God is with you. It's all right, baby. God is with you. He sits high. He look low. He sees and he knows. And if we can say that, don't contradict that. That's why I say you got to listen to people. They get real contradictory. I'm just saying. And you got to pick one and stick to it. Either he going to always be there, always, until infinity. And you can't count beyond that. Because infinity never ends. He's going to either always be there or he's not. And if I believe he's always there, then that's all I'm going to teach you and tell you he's always there. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it sounds like. No matter what you feel like. Trust me. God is always there. Amen. Amen. And I went to an extension and I said I was going to put a pin. But listen to me. Somebody needed to hear Somebody needed to hear. And they need to make decisions. It's so important in this season, we need to really change our ways. We need to really become truly authentic to what we say. We need to walk it like we talk it, in other words. And I think if people not able to walk it like they talk it, then they need to take some of these titles off the table. 
And they need to stop telling folks about God until they learn about God. I'm just saying. He said, take my yoke and learn of me. Learn about him. How you invite somebody to the table. How you invite somebody to stand to open the door when Jesus knock if he a stranger to him. I'm just saying, do you let strangers in your house? That's what it sounds like when people be trying to tell folk how to live right. And they living all wrong. Make it match and make it make sense. And on that note, I bid you a beautiful, blessed, and marvelous day. And until the next podcast upload, may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. God blessings. Peace, love, prosperity comes directly from my heart authentically until the next podcast remember God is always with you no matter what bye for now